Gracie fans, stand by. Here comes Dick Tracy now. This electrically transcribed series of thrilling Dick Tracy detective adventures is brought to you by Quaker Puffed Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice. Those specially delicious nourishing cereals that give you trigger-fast food energy because they're shot from guns. Remember the sound of those big Quaker guns the next time you sit down to a tempting dish of crisp, crunchy puffed wheat or puffed rice for breakfast. And remember the special Quaker process and moisture-proof package that makes Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice so firm and plump, so much more delightful than ordinary cereals. Puffed wheat and puffed rice are specially easy to digest, too. Each grain of sun-ripened wheat or rice is actually exploded to eight times its normal size as it's shot from the guns. Each tiny, hard-to-digest food cell is unlocked, but all its quick food energy, all its goodness, is retained and released to you much more quickly and easily. So join the thousands of happy, healthy, puffed wheat and puffed rice fans tomorrow morning. Enjoy the tasty, nut-like flavors of those two swell cereals. Eat puffed wheat one morning, and then puffed rice the next. Ask Mother to get a package of each from the grocer displaying the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol headquarters sign right away. The notorious outlaw of the great Northwest, Vernon Kyle, has terrorized the inhabitants of the town of Pitchblend in the Yukon into sharing their mines with him. Kyle planned to force the miners to ship their Pitchblend ore, containing radium, to Peel River by way of his airplane instead of dog sled, obliging them to pay very highly for the privilege. Dick Tracy's arrival inspired the downtrodden miners to refuse. Naturally, Kyle's next move is to do away with Dick Tracy. In our last episode, Dick was sitting in the cabin of Captain McKean of the Northwest Mounted Police when he noticed a sinister figure lurking at the window. Dick immediately started talking to Junior in code. What was Dick saying? Hey, why all this talk about football? If you fellas have run out of things to talk about, well, we can deal some three-handed bridge. Well, Captain, Junior and I are just brushing up on... Now, Junior, now! You fired the shot. Without turning around. Quick, outside. Uh, Tracy, did you expect to hit anything firing over your shoulder like that? Talk later, McKeon. Come on. Oh, Oh, my shoulder. My shoulder. Lucky for you, it only was your shoulder. The next time you try to shoot someone through a window, my friend, don't make the mistake of letting your target see you first. Tracy, I don't get all this. Who is this man? McKeon, our wounded friend here was sent by Vernon Kyle with instructions to kill me, which he tried to do by shooting at me through the window. Fortunately, I caught a glimpse of him in the mirror over the mantelpiece. Yeah, and it's a good thing I ducked when I did, too. I'll say it was. Dick, that was some shooting. Well, it was a long chance, Pat. Fortunately, it worked. Well, my friend, what have you got to say for yourself? I wasn't going to shoot you. I swear I wasn't. Oh, no, no, of course not. You were carrying this rifle and pointing it at me through the window in a spirit of good, clean fun. Well, what are you going to do with this fellow, Dick? I think we better lock him up. The key in after you see that he gets first aid. Not that he's badly hurt. I wouldn't be surprised if he were one of the men who ganged up an old man Weir, trying to kill someone by shooting from behind as he tried to do me, or ganging up on a defenseless old man like Weir. They're the sort of dirty work that go together. Well, there's no thanks to these rats that old man Weir's going to be all right. By the way, Tracy, Weir said he wanted to see you, uh, wants to have a talk with you. Good. I'll go along to the doctor's with you, then. Come along, Pat. Well, William, I'm glad to see you're feeling so much better. Hey, thank you, Mr. Tracy. The doctor's taken excellent care of me. I 
Thought I was a goner after the way Torp and his mob beat me up. Well, I think I can go back to my shack tonight. Uh, uh, tell me, I understand you got Torp. Did you get the others who helped him beat me up? Yes, we arrested Torp, all right, but our friend Kyle was afraid Torp might be indiscreet enough to talk. So he, well, he took the precaution of silencing him forever. You mean Kyle actually... I mean that while Torp was in jail, Kyle had him put out of the way. Do you realize what Kyle's doing in this town? Do you realize that he's about ruined us miners? Well, first he forced us to turn over 50% of our claims to him. 50% for doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. And now I hear he's going to try and force us to ship the stuff by airplane. His airplane. And charge us another 40%. Well, I'm afraid Kyle isn't going to find that so easy. I spoke to the miners this afternoon. They're not going to use Kyle's airplane. For once, they're going to fight back. And we're going to help. Tomorrow, they're going to take the first shipment to Peel River by dog sled. In the old way. They're going to have a mounted escort in case Kyle attempts to hijack or attack them. Oh, that's splendid, sir. That's the first piece of good news I've heard in months. But, uh... If they're leaving tomorrow, I'd better get back to my claim and get my pitch plan ready for shipment. Uh, my stuff might as well go along with him. Yes, you're right. You're right, Weir. Before you go, let me give you one word of advice. Mm-hmm. I know how you feel about Kyle. I know how you all feel. But don't try to take the law into your own hands. Kyle is going to discover that no man can, merely by brute force and wanton killing, ruin the lives and destinies of other human beings. He's going to find out that neither the human beings up here nor the precious radium they dig out of the earth belong to him. Remember that, Weir. Remember that. Yes, Mr. Tracy. I remember it. Well, Tracy, the dog sleds are about ready to start for Peel River. Still feel you want to send Patton along with them? Yes, yes, I do. We've agreed, haven't we, McKean, that Vernon Kyle will make some sort of attempt at stopping these dog sleds before they get to Peel River? Well, there's hardly any doubt of that. But uh, I'm sending along a mounted escort, you know, headed by Remington. Yes, yes, I know. But you don't object to Patton going along, too, do you? No, no, certainly not. You see, he'll be my personal representative on the trip, since I made certain promises to the miners. I understand perfectly, Tracy. You don't have to explain. Well, Dick... Looks as if we're about ready to start. Yes, Pat. Another few moments at the most. Gee, Dick, can I go along, too? Boy, I'd give anything to ride all the way to Peel River and one of those dog sleds. I know you would, Junior. But I'm afraid this trip isn't going to be a pleasure, John. There may be trouble. I'd rather you stayed here with me. Well, all right, Dick. Anything you say. Tracy, look. There's Vernon Kyle. He's coming over toward us now. Yeah, yeah I see him. That'll be an interesting interview. Very interesting indeed. Well, if he starts anything, I'm going to let him have it right from the ground. Oh, easy, Pat. Let me handle it. Well, if it isn't the famous Mr. Tracy, huh? What are you doing, giving the miners your blessing before you send them out into the great beyond? Kyle, to put it bluntly, and that's the only way I'll put it to you, you're not welcome here. Oh, I'm not welcome, Tracy. I'm welcome everywhere. I run this town, and every place I go, I'm welcome. I think you've just about worn your welcome thin, Kyle. Is that so? Well, let me tell you something, hold on, Tracy. Hold on, You can say your piece without poking me in the chest with that riding whip of yours. Now, get this, Tracy. Whether you like it or not, I run this town and the people in it. In the first place, I don't like it. In the second place, you're not running this town any longer. Ah, listen, those miners may think they're saving money by shipping their stuff through to Peel River by dog sled. 
But they're not. They're going to find it's a lot more expensive. <laughs> Your anxiety to save money for them is very touching. I don't like your tone, Tracy. In fact, there's a lot I don't like about you. That goes for you, too, Patton. Don't tap my arm with that riding whip again, Kyle. Oh, you mean like this? Why not, Patton? <laughs> oh, that's why, Kyle. Pat. Oh, I'm sorry, Dick. I know you asked me not to, but I just had to get one poke at that guy. I've got to admit it was a pleasure. So it was a pleasure, was it, Patton? Yeah. Well, you'll be sorry for this. On your way, you drugstore cowboy. I think your business with us is over, don't you, Kyle? Well, we'll be meeting again. That goes for you, too, Patton. I'm going. But before I go, you better take a tip from me. Get those miners to change their minds. Tell them to ship their stuff out by plane. My plane, Tracy. Because if they don't... Yeah, if they don't... I'll be seeing you around, Tracy. I'll be seeing you around. Hmm. I should have hit him again just to make sure. Take it easy, Pat. Sorry you hit him the first time. But after what he... You shouldn't have lost your head, Pat. Nothing was gained by that. It relieved my feelings. Well, as a policeman, you're supposed to keep your feelings under control. Remember that. Well, okay, Dick. I'm sorry. Mr. Tracy, the dog teams are all ready to start. All right. Now listen to me, you men. You're going to take these sleds through the Peel River. Don't let anything stop you. You know as well as I do that there'll be an attempt to stop you. But you've got to prove to yourselves that you can do it. That you have the right to transport your pitch blend any way you want to. And that means without the help of Vernon Kyle and his airplane. Get going now, and good luck to you. Well, come on, Dick. I'll be seeing you in a few days. Take care of yourself, lad. Keep an eye on those dogs, for me. Don't worry. We'll be all right. So long, Junior. So long, Junior. Goodbye. night, Tracy. Bitter cold and there's a high wind blowing. Think it'll snow? Oh, no, the moon's out. Big frosty moon at that. You can see it right over the brow of that hill over there. No, I was just thinking of those dog sleds and those men out there and this biting wind. Yes, yes, I know. Well, they'll be all right, I'm sure. Well, Tracy, I must admit that since you've come up here, things have changed. Vernon Kyle isn't quite the braggart he used to be. I'm afraid I haven't done much more than hold him in check up till now. Hey, Dick. Dick, did you hear that? What was it? It was a human cry, Junior. Sounds like there's a horse coming, too. Yahoo! He's coming for the cabin, whoever he is. He's gone past. Gosh, look, Dick. It's a hooded figure galloping across the moon. I heard something hit the door. Let's see. It's a knife, Tracy, a knife stuck in the door. Yep. There's a note attached to it. What's this mean, I wonder? No, we'll read it and see. It says, You cannot win alone against the snake that calls itself Vernon Kyle. I will help you. Signed, The Purple Rider. The Purple Rider? Gee, I wonder who he is. The Purple Rider? Who is the Purple Rider? And what further adventures await Dick Tracy in the wilderness of the great Northwest? Will Pat and the dog sleds get through safely to Peel River? That's hard to tell. But now let's stand by for our Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol meeting brought to you by Quaker Puffed Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice, those two specially delicious nourishing cereals that are shot from guns 
to give you trigger-fast food energy. And here comes Dick Tracy, Jr., our patrol president now. The meeting will now come to order. Say, Junior, wasn't it great the way Dick got that code message to you today? It sure was. Everybody thought we were talking about football. You never know when that secret code's going to come in handy. Right, Mr. Quaker Man. And you know another swell thing about being a patrol member is that you know the secret handshake. Didn't Dick Tracy use that secret handshake to let you know who he was when he was disguised as the Apache Junior? Yes, and boy, was I surprised. You know, a lot of patrol members use the secret handshake all the time to recognize each other and to find out whether other fellows and girls belong to the patrol without saying a word. And that's the right way to use it, too. Listen, boys and girls, if you're a member of the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol or the National Girls Division, use the secret handshake the way you should. Read your code book. It's full of swell things to do. And if you haven't joined the patrol or the National Girls Division yet, join now so you can get in on all the fun we have together. That's right. Dick Tracy wants you to be in the patrol. It's easy to join. You just tear the tops off two packages of Quaker puffed wheat or Quaker puffed rice and then print your name and address on a plain piece of paper. If you're a boy, write boy at the top of the paper and if you're a girl, write girls division. Put it in an envelope with your two box tops and mail it to Dick Tracy, Box L, Chicago. Then you're a pal of Dick Tracy's, too. And we have a great time together. And Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice breakfast taste just wonderful. These two delicious cereals are shot from guns to give you trigger-fast food energy. So look in the pantry today. And if you don't find any of those famous red and blue packages, ask Mother to get you some of each at the grocer's right away. <laughs> fans, calling all Dick Tracy fans. Stand by for another exciting, electrically transcribed Dick Tracy adventure tomorrow at this same time. There goes Dick Tracy now. That is all. (laughs) 